1: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 at H.R. Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. What's happening? I was hard knocks.
0: It was great, but I am at a loss for words of what I saw one player do. And nobody's talking about it because it's one of those things where if you didn't catch it, like, in a split second, you weren't going to talk about it. Because, you know, people are on their cell phones. And this is why I use my cell phone when I'm watching television shows. Right? I focus. So this guy, by the name of Juju Hughes, he's a rookie, um, safety, plays the game of football with a toothpick in his mouth. Really? Yeah. Like... When he's wearing pads and hitting people, he has a toothpick in his mouth. Now, once again, it's hard to notice because, like, they didn't talk about it at all. But if you watch during practice, he takes the mouth guard out and then he pops out a toothpick. So how does that work?
1: What could be the logic of a toothpick with a mouth guard?
0: So uh, I'm going to say this. There's a fighter by the name of Benson Henderson. I think he's, uh, he's a former UFC fighter, fights in Bellator now. I mean, he used to be a champion. All right. Great fighter. He used to fight with a toothpick in his mouth. And what he did, obviously with with an MMA fighter, you have big mouth guards, right? Mm. So he used to put it in his cheek. So he would rest the toothpick in his cheek, and then between rounds he would take it out and just have it in his mouth. I wonder if that's what this guy does. But I got to think, man, if you're playing a contact sport and you have a toothpick in your mouth... That's not a good combination.
1: I just don't understand. I mean, is this like just a hobby? Is this on board? Or is this like a CBD toothpick? <laughs>
0: no, this seems is like Is this a- Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods chewing gum? This this seems like the standard run-of-the-mill toothpick. And once again, Juju Hughes, safety out of Boise State. He's a rookie this year. And like they didn't touch on it at all. But if you watch him a couple of times because they kind of keyed him, like the rookies this past episode, if you watch, he's got a toothpick in his mouth.
1: Wow. Well, last yeah. week uh, we scheduled a couple of uh, reporters from NFL Nation out of ESPN. And ironically, tomorrow we are going to go yeah. to L.A. and... Uh See what's happening with the Rams. I did not know we'd be talking toothpicks, but I thought Hard Knocks, yeah. Jalen Ramsey, Johnny Wolford. Yeah, I thought we did get a little dive into what's going on out there. Van Jefferson looks like he's playing really well, by the way, former Florida Gator. Yeah, uh, it Sounds like today he actually had a couple good reps against Jalen Ramsey, if you saw it twice. Absolutely. Jalen Ramsey, by the way, just donated a million dollars to uh, a school, I think it is, in in Nashville, uh, so uh, he did that. But anyway, we're going to go to L.A. tomorrow, and we'll visit uh, about the Rams. I just think the Rams are so interesting for the Jacksonville fans, mm-hmm. uh, not only because of Ramsey, uh, but because of Wolford, and because, well, if they go 2-14, and 14, they have a very good pick to give Jacksonville yeah, in the yeah. 21 draft. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that today. We're actually going to visit at 5 o'clock uh, with uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who uh, I believe are the favorite team in the AFC South. Uh, so we'll do a little around the National Football League as we get closer and closer to the season. Countdown is now eight eighteen 18 days until kickoff between the Jaguars and the Colts. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos. Did not know we'd start with toothpicks, but I like when you have
0: toothpicks for hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres, yeah, I mean, they can come in handy. You know, sometimes a toothbrush can do the same thing, right? But if you're at a steakhouse, you just guzzle down a... 106 prime ounce, which they they do at Black Otter back in Wisconsin. Shout out to Black Otter. 106. 106 goes all the way up to 160, I believe. Prime rib. Yeah. Now, if you eat the whole thing, you get it for free. Odds are, though, not gonna eat the whole thing. You can't eat that. No, heck, nobody's ever done done that. that Can we call them? I'll bring up a picture right now. Because nobody's ever done that. Oh no, no, people have done it.
1: What's the name of the steakhouse in, uh, man, Minnesota? It's like it's it's famous. Um, It's they say it's like top five. My goodness, I can't think of it. I'll have to look it up. Okay. But anyway, I went out to uh, to, eat, to dinner there yeah. with when we were on the Jags trip yeah. with uh, Lagerman and a couple others not to be named. There you <clears throat> go right there. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Yeah.
0: They're not messing around. Wow.
1: And what's the name of that place? Uh, it's called the Black Otter. The Black Otter. The Black Otter the Supper Club. We should give away something to the Black Otter because what's the chance anybody's going to use it? Right now, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, who
1: knows? Man? So fly up to Jacksonville, have yeah, that one. I yeah. mean, fly up point. to there. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's a good point. Where is that in Wisconsin? Uh, so it's kind of outside of Appleton. Um, so it, can we go there it, if we ever go, go? If we ever go to Appleton, man, yes. can we go. So, so, so the highest they have right now, it's called the Extreme Cut Prime Rib. That's 160 ounces coming at you.
1: 106. 160
0: one, Yes, sir. Prime rib. How much is it? Does it say? Uh, I can look it up. I mean, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> it is that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: it's got to be. I mean, what do you pay at like a nice steakhouse for a, a twenty-two ounce steak? Yeah, so sixty bucks. Probably, yeah. Well, I remember my. So st- that's got to be. That's got to be. Three four hundred dollars. Yeah,
0: I remember my stepdad probably got more. it one time when we went to. I had the crab legs there one time, and he got the he got the hundred sixty ounce, but then he ate like probably maybe. A third of it. And the rest was just for prime rib sandwiches the next, like, two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. You, so you went can,
1: to a steakhouse and you got
0: crab legs? So they're, they're known for their crab legs as well. Okay. So they're king crab legs, but get this. They're already split for you.
1: That always – oh, really?
0: Yeah. Very nice. That, Isn't that nice? That's worth Isn't it. Isn't that convenient probably. right there? Yeah. yeah. It's worth it, buddy. It's I, worth it.
1: The, I, I never understand that. Like, why do you go – we say this all the time. Like, we always joke. <laughs> One time we went out and um, with my buddy and his wife, and we were, like, at Olive Garden. Yeah and i think she ordered like fish and i was like are we both like (laughs) we're at olive
0: garden how do you order fish from olive garden like they have it on the menu but how do you
1: order that yeah 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 i mean you can't order fish from olive uh, garden
0: so uh, i'm on the website right now the extreme cut as it's referred to it's got four bones by the way extreme cut four bones Market price. <laughs> oh, so, hey, so you know what's up with that. Come on, they Pricey. should advertise it. I want to know how much that Well here is. it is, man. I mean so the, the Can king we call on the break. So the king cut is seventy two ounces. You're looking at fifty bucks for the king cut. That's it? Yeah. Seventy two ounces. Fifty bucks. So I don't know, do the math then. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. But
1: anyway, I was gonna uh, back to my Minnesota story so, real quick. So I had this uh I had this steak, and I think it was. I think I have to go look it up in the menu, but I want to say it was 24 ounces. Okay. And so Lagerman, you know Lagerman, big guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we were with a couple other people. One won't be named. Um, Sure. And they were like, there's no way you're going to. Like, they put that thing down. It's like, you can't eat that.
0: And so. To Jeff, they said this. No, to me. Oh, to you. Okay.
1: And it became a challenge. (laughs) But it was hard. Like, I ate, I did. I ate, I ate. I ate it. Uh, yeah. Stuart was there. Yeah. And he is my witness. Sure. And. But it was not easy. Was like I the, was taking. I don't take break. Like if I eat, I eat and then I'm done. You right? better believe him. I'm not sitting there taking a break. You don't have time to gallivant. I took the a little break at one time <laughs> to finish. About but it? I had to finish. Like I had to
0: do it. Was it the steak and the sides or just the steak? Oh, yeah. Because we'd already had like appetizers. Like if you oh, go okay. out to dinner
1: with Lagerman.
0: Yeah. He's, and by a- the way. You, no,
1: you go out to dinner with Lagerman. He orders all the appetizers. Then he says, split the bill. That's what happens with lagaman. <laughs>
0: yeah. That was an expensive night. Let you I say got that. you. I got you. Let's get a round of <laughs> lobster bisques. Let's get a round of everything you have in yeah. Austin. By the way, you're paying it's, up for that. I want to say
1: Manny's. I got to look up Minnesota. Manny's? Okay. Does that make sense? But it's a famous steakhouse. I okay. got to look it up. Cool, cool. Um, but anyway, <laughs> starting the show with steak stories. Nothing wrong with that, man. Um, that is a big steak, 160 yeah. ounces. That's unbelievable. Yes, I've sir. never even heard of something uh, like that. Uh,
0: anyway, the Clippers are back, right? Clippers are back. Yeah. And I watched that game a lot longer than I should have last night <laughs> yeah. for one reason. Because honestly, I thought a fight was going to break out. Did you get the chance to watch the game? I watched some of it, yeah. So they were trying to get in Luca's head. They like were, the, yeah. the, 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 the story was evident, like what they were trying to do. You had Montez Harrell yelling at him. Um, somebody stepped on his shoe. And now whether it was intentional or not, up Morris. for debate. yeah, Marcus Morris. Thank you. Those are nice uh, shoes. Those are, those he's are got great a bad shoes. ankle. <laughs> he's got a bad ankle, and the fact that he stepped on his shoe was a little okay. And then, of course, Patrick Beverly. You know, just being Patrick Beverly on the sidelines. He's the guy that you hate if he's not I'll tell on your you team, what, but man. you love when he's you know on your who, team. You know who hates him the most though? OKC fans, because he was the one that got into it with Westbrook, that ended up tearing his uh, ACL. I think it was. Uh, yeah, he gave him that knee problem. So yeah. they. Do not like, but but I'll be honest, because like to me, it seems like you're playing like at a basketball camp right now for like a weekend, right? Because there's no crowd there. Obviously, it's just you know team versus team. You see these teams in the hotels and everything, right? So like you encounter these teams nonstop. So if you're a kid, you went to summer camp. That's exactly what it is right now. But to me, man, like with Patrick Beverly, like he's been having a habit, and this is his MO, obviously, but he's been letting players know about it, and he hasn't really played that much, right? So I'm surprised like no one's done anything yet to Patrick Beverly, because that guy is like, you can hear him on the... You know, on, on the program, um, over the announcers, like shouting the whole time.
1: You do wonder, uh, why there hasn't been more of that, actually, like maybe some fisticuffs or mm-hmm. whatever going on. Uh, you haven't heard much, yeah, right? Correct. Uh, but inside the hotels or inside the bubble, mm-hmm. uh, you'd think certainly that could take place, uh, no doubt about it. So, talk a little NBA. Jags had the day off today, so it's really not a practice to go over, uh, but quite frankly, how often have we been just going over blow by blow the practices to begin with? <laughs> couple of thoughts on the Jaguars, though. Uh, one is, I, I couldn't let the Minshew Bud Light commercial go. Can't let it go. MJ, MJD did uh, come back at us and say, and you showed me the commercial, actually, the yeah. Reebok ad, which yeah. was a good spot. Yeah. That was a good spot. Yeah, Him coming out of the sand, and yep. thanks to Twitter for letting us know about that, too. But it does, it, it's worth the conversation of just how marketable this guy is, mm-hmm. and... With such a little resume, man. I mean, the sampling is not big. And he quickly could become. I always talked about this, like with Jalen Jalen Ramsey, and I compared him to Maurice Jones Drew, but Minshew could quickly, in the matter of two months here, Mm -hmm. not even an entire season, become. The most national player of all time for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a different age, different world, but he's a different cat. That's the point. Correct. Uh, we actually should, uh, if we were working for Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Right. If yeah. we were part of his representation. Yep. What else would we? The
0: branding of Gardner
1: Minshew. Yeah. What else would we look be looking for for endorsements? Don't answer that now. I'm not gonna. But we'll have a few ideas, I did and I'd <laughs> like to get your ideas uh, as well. On that, we'll talk a little bit about the AFC South. Are the Indianapolis Colts the favorite uh, to win? We will see. We also will go down to Daytona because it's a big weekend in NASCAR uh, coming up, uh, as it's the last race uh, before the playoffs begin. So Daytona moves off the date, and there's a ton of significance. They move off the summer race date of of July fourth week, and this was their slot pandemic or not, and uh, now there's some drama going on in NASCAR, Uh, Jimmy Johnson has a chance to get in, uh, and others do as well, so we'll go down to Daytona International Speedway and have a little bit more on that, but we'll start with football, and I have a question regarding receivers for the Jags, Mm -hmm. maybe their most fun, maybe their best position group on the roster, where does it rank, but do they have room for everybody, and... Do you dangle somebody for trade, or does everybody just make the roster anyway? And it's an interesting thought because there are all, all, usually surprise cuts. I wonder if we'll have less surprise cuts this year because of the pandemic. You want everybody that you know, you want to keep them on your roster as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Of course, there will be a balance between who has practice squad eligibility and all the rest. But the Jags wide receiver room, on a roster that's not very deep, that's not ultra-talented, the Jags' receiver room is pretty talented and is pretty deep. Let's begin there. We'll take a break. Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. Who do you think makes the team? You know, we're only a week away, mm-hmm. a week from Saturday, away from the roster, being cut down to 53. So the Jags have some decisions to make. Scrimmage in the stadium on Saturday, absolutely no fans or anything. But that could go a long way for some of these guys. But they all have resumes. These practices probably don't mean a whole lot for those a lot of the receivers because... They've either been drafted or they've got resumes with the Jags and have been around for a few years. But could we see some surprises at the wide receiver position for the Jacksonville Jaguars when it comes to the roster? And how do you manage that? If you're Keenan McCardell and Jay Gruden, a talented group, can you get everybody on the field? Are there enough footballs to go around? It's not like they have Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, and A.J. Green on the team. Correct. But still, you want to keep everybody happy, and they all have different skill sets. We'll talk receivers. Why not? That's fun. When we come back on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Never heard... Of what happened in Iowa yesterday, and I
0: don't even know how to pronounce the name of it. Derecho. Austin Lane. Iowa State Cyclones. You should call them the Derechos. You can shorten it up, call them the Chows. Why not, man? (laughs) I'm into it.
1: Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
0: Now, you can tell, even wearing helmets, you know, guys are itching to go because it's about that time of year. Um, but, man, our coach's staff did a really good job. Coach Marone, give a lot of credit to him, uh, made sure we're practicing the right way. And I think this is really, hopefully, you know, in the future how we do it because, like, I think guys are, you know, really understanding things before we're just in there flying around. Um, and I think it's it's helped us a lot.
1: That is Gardner Minshew. Pick him in your fantasy football draft and win free beer. That's such a brilliant campaign by Bud Light. You got us talking about it, Bud Light. Nicely done. Elias Campbell chimed in on it. He thought it was awesome. As he should. People love Minshew, man. I love listening to what the teammates say. They're all in on Minshew. You know, you can tell. Yeah. And they like that stuff, too. Most guys, listen, if you ask a teammate, they're mostly all in on their quarterback. But sometimes you can tell it's a little more genuine than others, mm. and uh, it feels that way with Gardner Minshew. Hey, want to remind everybody about the Action Sports Chats Dream 18. Did a lot of work on it today. By the way, a shout-out to Olivia Tassel, who works uh, with us in the sports department sometimes up here, uh, most of the time in TV. She's helping out with our Dream 18 and, and bringing some cool things and fun things. We're going to have a bunch of different local... Establishments out there and, and kind of amidst COVID-19, try to pump up some of the local places uh, and some old standbys that have been with us for a long, long time, like Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, Front Porch Kettle Corn will be there, Smoothie King, Metro Diner, Moe's. Uh, they will be there as well. But we've got some new friends uh, on the Action Sports Shack Stream 18, which means you will eat well, you will drink well, and you will, well, maybe be in good shape because we've got Big Fish Yoga coming out, Brewhound Sweet. Dog Park and Bar, Pet Wants, STA Nutrition. I mean, we're making this fun for everybody. The mini bar will be there, Drive Fitness will be there as well. So uh, we've got some uh, new friends along the way in the Action Sports Shack Stream 18. Uh, we already told you you got a little beach theme going for the tea gifts. It's really reasonable to get in to the Dream 18, and there's very limited spots. I counted it up today. We just did a little roll call, and there's only about seven foursomes left. So jump in individually. Jump in as a foursome. Uh, go to dot 18com Here's the deal. It's 100 bucks. Play Southampton September 14th, all for a good cause. Uh, we're going to have some fun with it, as we always do. Uh, 100 bucks uh, each player for a foursome. 125 dollars if you don't have a foursome and it's just an individual. You could also help us out uh, with uh, T signs. Uh, for a hundred dollars too to promote your business, but also helps us out on the charity side because listen, the dollars are a little tougher to get. So uh, if you're willing and able, uh, we'd love you to be able to participate. Go to actionsportsjackstream18 dot uh, com and our great charities of St. Michael Soldiers celebrating their tenth year, helping out local military families, and uh, we support local golf in the area as well with the North Florida Junior Golf Foundation. Hopefully, you can be a part of it. Thanks once again to our friends at the golf club at Southampton. By the way, one of the uh, uh, Olivia's working on silent auction item. Yeah, you're gonna like this. Have Did she ever tell you this? No. It's uh, it, she I don't, she must know somebody over at AEW. She might have more connections than you do. Probably. And uh, she knows people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so she got a uh, turnbuckle. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm just like that's the thing George the Animal Steel used to cr- eat. eat. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's AEW. Okay. From the actual. Ring on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, they just had an event, right? Correct. Signed by a bunch of wrestlers. Sure. Frame that bad boy up. Hey, Olivia. We're going to silent auction that thing away.
0: There's four turnbuckles in a ring. <laughs> you couldn't get your boy one? <laughs> you, you, you couldn't get your partner in crime one? All right. Good to know.
1: So that will be just uh, part of the silent auction. And our friends at Palm Beach Autographs will have some more uh, items as well. So come on up. Action Sports Jacks Dream 18. Shameless plug. We're inside a couple of uh, three weeks to go. So uh, hopefully you can be a part of it. We have a lot of fun doing it. And thanks for all that have supported it and continue uh, to support it. Are you okay? Do you need my toolbox? Did you get your uh, headphones?
0: Well, (laughs) yeah. So I had to replace my uh, my ear. They look good. Okay, well, this is the old one. I just dropped the new one. I don't know where. it went. Oh, that's why they look good. But also, I feel like I'm underwater right now because I had to put like a, a new screen over like the the electronic uh, part of it. Yeah, and it sounds like absolute so garbage. It's mumbled. It's, it's mumbled. Yeah, I feel like a little bit like I'm underwater right now. Yeah. So, might be time for some new headphones. We'll look into that. Kind of like listening to my kids talk. <laughs> kind of like Charlie Brown and yeah. uh, in class.
1: Jaguars receivers. Yeah, you love them. Before the draft. Mm-hmm. Before the draft, mm-hmm. you said. Hey, they might have a top 10 receiving core. I did.
0: I said, get out of here. Well, no, no, keep in mind, wide receiving core, not including the tight end. No, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about wide receivers. Okay. Uh,
1: Get out of here. I don't have a top 10 receiving core. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, they had LaVisca Chenault. Colin Johnson has looked good. And as you watch them on the field, and DJ Chark continues to look the part, Keelan Cole is having an outstanding camp, whatever that means. But well, I mean you got to be yeah. careful, but it helped him make the team when he had an outstanding camp a few years back Absolutely. as an undrafted free agent. And he looks motivated and he should be motivated. Uh they all should be. DD D. Westbrook banged up with the shoulder right now. But even guys like Terry Godwin have have delivered. Uh, they don't have a lot of like who's that guy? Oh my gosh, look at him. But Godwin is one that's like, impresses. Mm-hmm. So they go about seven deep, in my opinion. Do you keep five? Do you keep six? Could we see a big casualty uh, in terms of a roster spot, which is about ten days away from being announced? What happens at the riders, wide receiver position? And I'm going get, to get right to it. I'll cut to the chase. Here's what got me thinking about it, is Dee Westbrook. Dee Westbrook's going to go uh, – he's kind of on the shelf a little bit with that bone bruise. Yeah, He – if you look at the practices and you watch like, okay, I'm waiting for a big year from DD. I'm waiting for something to happen. And, and you're seeing Keelan Cole and you see all the, this connection between Chark and, and Minshew. You see, you, we're all excited about LaVisca Chenault. And then you see Colin Johnson making great catches. Let's be honest. Before DD Westbrook got hurt, we were talking a lot about DD Westbrook out of practices. Now it doesn't mean he's playing bad. Just maybe he's not making these highlight plays and we're, and we're raving about him, but we've been waiting for DD Westbrook. To become the guy that a lot of people think he could be mm-hmm. as a fourth-round wide receiver. Could he be a casualty in terms of a roster spot? Could he just flat-out get cut? Do they have enough without D.D. Westbrook? Will they run out of patience with Westbrook? Am I being overly
0: dramatic with D.D. Westbrook? Well, let me ask you this question real quick. And let's keep in mind here. like, Let's not over-exaggerate things. Let's not get crazy here. But I want a realistic answer from you, Mr. Martino. Jaguars starting wide receivers, week one against the Annapolis Colts. Who are your three starting wide receivers right now as you see it? Uh, Chark, Conley, and Chenault. Yeah. And to be fair, that's where I have it too right now. We didn't mention D.D. Westbrook. Okay. And it's weird, right, because at least from my perspective last year going into the season, Westbrook was the guy. Right, like I was telling everybody, Westbrook's gonna be this fantasy darling. Like he's gonna take the next step forward. We've seen glimpses, we've seen flashes. It was more the mental part for him, whether it's the penalties and the fumbles. He's gonna come around and he's gonna be great. Well, you know, he for whatever reason there's some underachieving last year. Now you can go and blame the play calling if you want to, but for lack of a better word, he didn't do that well last year. Okay. I really wonder if we're to the point right now where it's like, how many more chances do you get? Because you have LaVisca Chenault, obviously, and he's probably the most intriguing prospect of this entire list right now that you want to see on that field. You don't want him to come in for maybe five or six reps a game. No, you want him on the field at all times. With Chris Conley, you kind of know what you're getting with him as well. Now, it's a new offensive coordinator. It's a new scheme. Keep in mind, do you keep him in on the red zone targets? I would hope so. The guy jumps out of the gym, if you will. So, I like Chris Conley right now. It just begs the question, where does D.D. Westbrook fit? Now, keep in mind, he's on a contract year, and you have to like that, right? Because it's all or nothing right now for D.D. Westbrook. Either you produce this year, or guess what, man? You don't get paid. So I like that motivating factor, but you have to wonder right now how far this injury is going to put him back, if he's going to be out, you know, even maybe week one, how far he's going to be put back, just because if Chanel comes out the right way and shines, it might be D.D. who?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I I think I like D.D. Westbrook. By the way, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not I, I'm not advocating for D. Westbrook to be cut.
0: Uh, Neither am I. This,
1: this is what happens this time of year, by the way. We we do this. We're like, okay, Jacks don't have a ton of big names anyway. Yeah. But D. Westbrook, if I told you he wasn't on the roster on like next Saturday, you'd be like, whoa, that'd be yeah. a little surprising. And and I'm not. I don't think it's headed there. But if you look at some possible camp casualties that have some name recognition around here on a deep position, with investments of Chenault and Colin Johnson making plays, and you know he's going to be a factor in the red zone, Mm -hmm. with the affordability of Conley and the leadership of Conley, with the star power of D.J. Chark, quite frankly, Mm -hmm. and with the emergence of this camp of Keelan Cole. See, the bottom line is, for me, a lot of people, you asked this question a month ago, and said, Keelan Cole probably going to get cut. People will say that. Uh, And for now, let's not talk about... Godwin or where he fits in. I'm talking about six receivers that everybody would stack as the top six guys, and you'd say Keelan Cole might be on the outside looking in if it's a numbers game, if they only keep five, or if somebody else emerges, he could be outside looking in. Well, my point being... D.D. Westbrook or Keelan Cole? Well, Keelan Cole has been getting it done. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been getting it done. And D.D. Westbrook, do you get a little, if, whether it's injury stuff or you're like, okay, we've been waiting, man, we've been waiting, we've been waiting for you. To, but you've got to remember, even though we've maybe been waiting for him to emerge, almost like Miles Jack, mm-hmm. like we've been, wait, when is he going to hit the next step?
0: D.D. Westbrook's still been pretty productive. I mean, he's still been well, pretty good and for And keep that. in mind, he's a fourth-round pick as well. You know, it's like he's a first, second-round pick. I mean, from where he was taken, not too bad. But at the same time, to me, that fourth round pick it's right where, if you were to let him go, not saying you should, but I'm saying if you were, I think Dave Cole can wash his hands of that. Right? It's like, well, look what you invested for D. D. Westbrook; he never panned out. Hey, he was a fourth round guy. Okay, so yeah, like, and like I said, they've gotten production from D. D. Yeah. I mean, over the
1: years, I just don't. I think people. Watched that Oklahoma offense. They watched what D.D. D.D. slipped in the draft because of some of the the things that have happen, had happened way early in his Oklahoma um, career. And so he slipped a little bit, I think. So people thought, whoa, that's a good get in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. And some people, I remember, um, some people were like over the moon about D.D. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I was a little, I, I am very skeptical for about the Big 12. <laughs> offense and
0: defense. Sure,
1: It's like, show me, man. Yeah. Show me. Uh because it's open gym in the Big Twelve. <laughs> I mean it it just is.
0: The open gym of college football, I like So
1: that. I wasn't that over the moon, but I really like D.D. Westbrook because I like I the guy for a small ish receiver, he he plays physical, he's tough. Uh, and I do think he has this other level and gear where he just hasn't got. And you some of that Griffin's is on though, Bortles, maybe, and some sure. of the way they've run the offense through Fournette. So he could really thrive with Gruden and mm-hmm. could especially get the ball out quick. He's that guy. I mean, yeah. get in his hands and do something. Run over a tackle. You know, everybody talks about Chenault and his physical capabilities. And I'm not saying, indeed, he's built like Chenault. No, but, but he, plays he, he plays a lot tough, than he is. tough, man. Correct. He plays tough. So, again, I just want to make it clear. I'm not advocating for Westbrook to get cut you <laughs> I just wonder, have they seen enough? Is a Cole passing him by because of what he's doing in camp? Have they filled in some of these spots and remade this receiving core with Chennault and more they can do with him yeah. and maybe with Colin Johnson? Where does that put the snaps for a guy like D.D. Westbrook? Somebody brought it up yesterday to me, and I don't know if he'd heard it somewhere or what, but it's like, well, could he trade? I mean, would you would you potentially trade a guy like Westbrook? Like, San Francisco's really hurting oh, for receivers, right? In fact, yeah. that's where uh, Kevin, Kevin White, White man. is, trying yeah. out, is uh, working out. Yeah. But I mean, could you take a guy like that and, and turn it into something because they need it? Now, here's the big red stop this conversation. Caution flag. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many uh, I've been here 12 years. So this is my 12th or 13th camp. However, that adds up. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I can't remember a time where all the receivers that you thought were going to be on the roster got to the season healthy Correct. and ready to go. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem to happen. You need you need those numbers, you know, and if it if it does happen, well, it doesn't it's not a 16 game thing. I mean, it's just the nature of the position. Guys are going to tweak something here or there. And you're seeing it right now with Didi. I mean, didi has got a a bone bruise on the shoulder Mm. where they said uh, week to week type of thing, not really day to day type of thing. So they could start with him. Inactive or whatever it might be. And keep in mind, D.D. played through a lot of stuff last year, too. Again, I, I I can't applaud the toughness of this guy enough. I mean, he <laughs> is a tough dude, mm-hmm. no doubt. Uh, so I like him on the team. I think Keenan McCardell likes him because he loves that part of him. Gotcha. He loves toughness in a receiver. Yeah, uh, But you do wonder, are we ever going to see it? I, I'm starting to wonder that a little bit with Miles Jack, and I've been big on Miles Jack. Oh, this is the year, man. Mm-hmm. Look out. This is the year. Well, this is the third straight year I'm saying that about Miles Jack, and I haven't seen it. And nobody's on my bandwagon anymore. Yeah. So how many times I, can you say it about D and it doesn't happen?
0: See, to me, this is a lot like the Cam Robinson year, where you're going to find out real quick if Cam Robinson's going to be the guy going forward or not. Right now, you know, coaches are raving about him, obviously, in training camp, and he says that he's 100% as opposed to last year. So Cam Robinson, there's a lot riding on this season, obviously, for him. To me, same thing with DD Westbrook because let's be honest right now, you have a guy by the name of DJ Chark who's going to command a lot of attention on defenses this year, right? I think DJ Chark surprised some teams last year a little bit. I don't think anybody really know who DJ Chark was last year. Well, now he's established and now defensives, defensive, you know, rooms are going to plan for that. So you need that go to two wide receiver and DD Westbrook could be that guy. And once again, in a contract year, it's going to be make it or break it. So yeah, I'm not advocating for cutting DD Westbrook at all, man, because you're still paying, you know, you're paying that rookie deal. He's in a contract year. This is really his last shot to see what he has. I definitely keep him on the team. And I think as I break down this wide receiver roster right now, you know, I mean, you see six guys that should make the team, right? And maybe yeah. an argument for seven. Do they take six? Do they take seven? How much does Keelan Cole? Seven. Okay. Well, uh, how much does Keelan Cole special teams come into play a little bit? Because keep in mind they have said that Chris Thompson can play special teams yep. as well as, as in, in terms of a returner, things like that. So. Well, it, DD it, can be, do a little bit of that, DD too. can do a little bit of that as well. Um, so, I honestly, I see them taking six. Well, I, I think really they're going to
1: take six as well, uh, but it's an interesting numbers game, and where the numbers get a little iffy is really at that fullback tight end spot.
0: Mm-hmm. If they decide to take a
1: fullback, that eliminates something. I don't think they're going to eliminate running back. I was just talking to Mike DeRocco the other day about this out on the practice field. You've got Fournette, you have Chris Thompson, you have a Zigbo, a Zigbo who they like, and they have Rock Armstead, mm-hmm. who they like. So, that's four backs, I mean, unless something emerges, somebody gets hurt, you're not changing there. So if you had fullback, where are you taking from? Are you Support. taking from the tight end room? What's their depth in the tight end room? You got Eifert. You have uh, O'Shaughnessy. O'Shaughnessy. And again, who's working back yeah. still. You can't. He's not. I mean, he's not. He's a full go, but
0: yeah. he's still working back from an ACL. You got Tyler Davis. Tyler he, Davis. He's drafted. Uh, you got Ben Alfson, who's a rookie. Hmm. Who? And then Matt Flanagan. <laughs> Shots fired at Ben Elfson. Sorry, yeah. sir.
1: Yeah, I don't mean to be. That's, but
0: that's Brent, at a, uh, it's at a Brent A.S. Jax.
1: But so could they keep three and a fullback?
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean, if you And like then they'll stack, stockpile these guys on the practice squad. Sure, and sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that for sure.
1: Yeah, so yeah. that's where they might steal a number. They're not going to probably have to steal from the receiving corps, is what I'm getting at, mm-hmm. uh, because of uh, – Maybe the well, thin nature of their tight end and, room.
0: And it begs the question of edge rusher as well, right? Because you always had to account for a, like, a Laurenti McCray because, I mean, he was yeah. he was a special teams ace. Now, he also played edge rusher, but let's be honest, how many snaps at edge rusher did he get last year? No, Not that many, any, right? Any, yeah. So he's yeah. a special teams guy. So do you maybe take one from the edge rushing group this year? It's a possibility. Uh, well, it's interesting, too, because they have a little
1: bit of diversity there depending on what you want to do, right? Yeah. Uh, that strong side spot. You can a number of guys can play that. Mm-hmm. We said Cassius Marsh could maybe play that mm-hmm. uh, from the linebacker position, uh, depending on what you're doing. I mean, heck, Josh Allen could do it. Sure, uh, Chase on. You know, you can. You have some options in that spot uh, potentially, but it's usually offense steals from offense from a numbers game. I think there's a battle about that on the whiteboard. Yeah,
0: you yeah, know. Yeah.
1: I mean, they uh, they're, they're going to steal from the tight end room. It really comes down to the fullback. Do they keep a fullback or not? Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, I think you have pretty normal numbers. Oh, the other one actually is quarterbacks. I mean, how many do you keep? Where do you put somebody? Can you stick Luton potentially on the practice squad? I would think so. Uh, Is Dobbs going to be around and Glennon going to be around? Uh, You know, again, COVID-19, if your quarterback gets sick or has to go on the list, you have to have options. So that could impact the roster, too. Anyway, wide receivers. It's a fun room. It's a good room. Are you as high on the room now that you've seen them out there in camp as compared to the rest of the league? You think a lot of teams would take this this room? Trade. Them. I mean, you're not going to trade them with Tampa. Yeah. San
0: Francisco sure as heck would take this room, wouldn't they? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, San Francisco, man. The, the, the that's a team, team that's in the Super Bowl last year. That's a good point. No, no it's also a team that likes to run the ball, keep in that's mind. Fine. right? right? But, I mean, yeah, San Francisco would definitely take this team. How do I like him Patriots right now? Patriots would take this room. Listen, I love what I see on paper, right? But I still have to see it in person. I have to see it during a game. Because I loved what I saw on paper last year from the offensive line. And you know what? Eh. So. I think they have the talent for sure. Now, whether the offensive scheme is going to fit them, well, I think it will. Like I've talked about, I think Jay Groon going to be great for this offense, going to put that B12 shot in this offense. So I don't want to say what could go wrong, because when I say that, then something obviously goes wrong, and you're like the last rated offense in the entire NFL. But right now where I'm sitting, yeah, I like this wide receiver group a lot.
1: The big question to me, wide receivers, is can they use them the correct way? You've got a lot of guys with different skill sets. Can you use them the right way and and get the ball in their hands? Can where Chris supposed Conley
0: to? get one red zone rep this year? Well, Is, is that so
1: much to ask? Just think, Chris, Con- Seriously, Chris Conley and Colin Johnson in the red zone? Pretty nice. And yeah. you're going to have DJ Chark out
0: there. And Tyler Eifert, be stays healthy, that big body? It's pretty good. Brent, these goosebumps aren't going to go away anytime soon. Man. I mean, Mitch, you, you kidding can me. I mean, just throw the ball up in the you air. You kidding me? Hey, we're not even playing football. We're playing 500 now. Go get it. 500. Throw it up there, Minshew. Let him go get it.
1: Uh, When we come back, uh, I got a story about signing off on emails. (laughs) I don't know where I get this stuff. And also, Dave Caldwell's draft. Nobody wanted him to use the 12 picks, but did he do a good job? Starting to shape up like he might have. Next on ESPN 690. The weird thing is that I always envisioned that I'd throw a no-hitter in the big leagues. If you were to ask me about it in 18, I probably would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? But that was a weird year. You know, I kind of had to get my ass kicked, kind of had to learn from failure and uh, go and make the changes I needed to make to be able to realize my true potential. <laughs> Did you just say, can
0: he say that? Oh, can we play that. I can't say that word. Good for you, though. I mean, you know what? You throw a no hitter. You say whatever you want, man. That's right. Yeah, Lucas Giolito. I gotta be honest with you, man. i pay
1: attention to baseball. Didn't yeah. know much about this guy. I still don't know who this. And guy he's is. like the race. I mean, Hi. he's
0: a good player, good pitcher. I just I had to do the uh, sports center update this morning, and I woke up and saw that, and I was like, oh, how, how am we gonna I gonna say that last well, name? Well, are
1: hey, you? Hey. I'm gonna take you behind the scenes a little bit, and I I, I don't claim to know everything. And this is one. Like, I, I seriously, I didn't, I mean, who the heck pays attention to the Chicago White Sox? Sorry, Adam. Um, I know that we have one uh, White Sox fan out there at least. But seriously, who, I mean, you know, they're actually supposed They have a bunch of young players that are good, right? And, and uh, some of the hitters and stuff. You, and you've heard some of their names. But I don't know who the heck these guys are from the pitching staff of the White Sox. Nobody watches the White Sox play. And so this guy's going through his – I'm not even really watching it, but I'm seeing it. And I'm seeing on social media, and I'm getting uh, alerts from ESPN at these seven-inning no-hitter, eight-inning no-hitter, and then he throws a Mm no-hitter. So, like, okay, we'll throw it in the end of the show uh, last night or right at the end. Well, all the way up until we're about to run the thing. I'm trying to find on social media, like, I'm trying to find the call so the announcer says say his, his name. And they, they, they did not say, say his name. They <laughs> did not through, say, like, and that's, that's a no-hitter for Lucas Giolino.
0: I went, like, how yeah, do you they not even know who that he was. As part of your call? They didn't I, even know who he was. I went through that exact problem this morning. I went, <laughs> how are you not going to say his name in the call? <laughs> there was this one
1: there was this one video floating around on it. It was the last <laughs> out. And it was 20 seconds and it stopped like probably right before the guy said his name.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I was like, you know, it looks like Giolito. I'm, I'm guessing it's Giolito. I, I found. Heck, I don't know if I'm still saying it right. I found
0: an interview <laughs> that he did with like Barstool Sports from like two years ago, and they said his name, and I was like, cool, got it, we're good.
1: It's probably like shame on. I'm just admitting to you, I, I don't know much about the guy, but it, he's supposed to be really good. Sure. And there, and and then the, all the articles come out about him, like, hey, yeah really don 't sleep on this guy, you know, yeah, um, but a cool first uh, no hitter, not surprised, listen, no hitters happen more and more. It seems like it 's got to be the swing and the miss and the, and the you know the the long ball and there 's more swings and misses. This was apparently the best no hitter in white Sox history. I think they said it 's the nineteenth in white sox history,, 19th, yep. and' it 's the best one because he had thirteen ks and I think he had more swings and misses in a no hitter. The most since, like, a 1988 no-hitter, I think, is what I read. Dang. Okay. But, see, that shouldn't surprise you. There are more swings and misses in Major League Baseball than ever before. Going for that long ball, Brent. Yeah. So, it's I mean, which is okay. I'm just saying that shouldn't surprise us. Uh, I also have been asked to state an apology. I can't read exactly what this tweet says from somebody, but it's what the bleep. The Chiefs had a Big 12 quarterback and running back and skilled players all over the place dominating to the NFL I'm going to start picketing and boycotting unless you immediately rescind and apologize my thoughts on the Big 12. Yeah, Big 12. You have to understand the context of what I put it in, person who texted me. And that is when a Big 12, up until Patrick Mahomes.
0: Okay.
1: You could not find me many other Big 12 quarterbacks. There have been some that have done well and okay, and we used to have this list, and now I don't have it on the top of my head. And I'm not saying every Big 12 player is bad. I like Justin Blackman. I thought he was unbelievable. I'm telling you, when they come out of the Big 12, I have a giant question mark about... Whether it translates to the NFL, considering there are eight yards of real estate
0: around every pass play before you touch a player in the Big 12, that's just fact. I mean, you're talking like Robert Griffin, you got Sam Bradford, Ryan Tannehill. It, it's been better and better. Who's the cat from uh, Kansas State? Josh Freeman. Remember him? Oh, yeah, he's been, he was good. I'm not... I'm trying to help you out. I know. Oh, okay. I thought you were like making. Well, I mean, Bradford, I mean. Had
1: some su- Bradford had some success, yeah, uh, but then it was always heard yeah, a little different with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, I'm not telling you it's across the board. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying that I have some hesitation.
0: As you should. On Big I 12 mean, guys. I'm, hey, I'm not against you right now, man. I'm no, just don't, talking don't, to text, okay.
1: the, talking I, the text out loud. I got And you, I don't man. want to text back.
0: I got you. But it was kind of funny. Just um, send back K. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Lowercase. K, lowercase k. k zero period. I'll put
1: lowercase backward k. <laughs> It'd be cool if you could put backward k. They need that on the phone. Not baseball fans. That, yeah. it, oh, they're at Apple. Yeah, I guess not. I need backward k. I mean, well, we got
0: every other emoji in the book. Why yeah, I have a, a backward k. k?
1: Can you do that? Can you flip a letter around? On I'm, I'm
0: sure there's some weird. It's way probably a weird way, way to do, do it, that. right?
1: Yeah,
0: you, you can put them upside down. I don't know
1: because okay. uh, Chad Johnson does yeah. ultra simple. Does all the time. I, I got something for you, real quick. Uh, does it? See, this isn't a world you live in. Maybe yeah. Kuz will be a little better here. Going to go to the, go to the bathroom on this one. Go yeah, ahead. Well, but like when you're in the business world, right, or, or anything, you get and you, uh, you get emails and you don't check them. I've heard of them. But I was thinking of this the other day. I get so many different like uh, uh, kind of like good goodbyes. Like after the meal, thanks. You know, mm-hmm. Brent. Sure. Cheers is a popular one. Respectfully, you know. Or, yeah. Is there like, can you tell, can you learn anything from a person on how they sign off ah. their email? Like, can you, do you, would you put the cheers guys in all one category? Gals too. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's a good call. I was thinking of that the other day. I was how, like, do, I'm trying to identify. It? I usually say thanks. All right. That's it. Um, It usually ends with Thanks.
0: See, I'm going to be, is, is it, is it, you spell it out or is it THX? Oh, no, no, no THX. Yeah, no. get that abbreviation crap it, it out of here. It might
1: be a THX, occasionally on the phone, no. but Okay, but I'm the, not, on the phone's different,
0: but okay, we're not doing email. Okay. Man, I, feel like, I think I do, like, have a great day, I believe. I'm going to try to. I'm not sure how I feel about thanks. because you like thanks? Uh, thanks is fine. I'm going I'm down my think- emails
1: right now. One says sincerely. I got to see what I'm putting. One says thanks. Uh... Should have brought more data on this.
0: I have one that mine says, if there's any way I can help, let me know. And then I just put my name in like. Wow. Going above and beyond the extra mile. Some don't even sign off. Some
1: it's just a name and a
0: signature. Let's see what we got here. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to find it. Best? all, All the best? No, just best. Nope, nope, No. See, that's lazy. That's laziness. That's a shortcut. All the best all allowed. You can't just do best we talk a little NASCAR in a little Eagle,
1: bit. Brent. we talk Dave Caldwell's draft coming up next. Is it a good one so far? You like it? Better than you thought he would do? Next on ESPN 690. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.